For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome to what I'm calling Frank Gore Day, baby. Frank the Tank. We're recording this Saturday right around lunchtime. And, man, we got the big fight tonight. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going out with a buddy. Uh, we're going to be catching the fight um, at a bar. Just, you know, support Frank, man. I love that dude. He's incredible. I mean, shoot, he introduced the episode for crying out loud. Uh, he hosted the very first ever uh, 49ers Rush road trip. And, man, childhood, my youngest, my oldest, it's his favorite player of all time. And so, like, what an awesome day because now tomorrow – most important football game left on the schedule for the 49ers versus the Falcons. Uh, we're going to talk about the playoff implications of that. But we've got a lot of stuff for you today. Maybe a little too much stuff for you today. <laughs> we, we had so much content from film clips to press conferences to history with the Falcons. We just finished up another episode over on Patreon. We did a Patreon-exclusive episode diving behind the Falcons. Uh, you know, I can't share a lot of stuff on here on YouTube just because of copyright rules and whatever else, but I can't over there. And so we jumped back into the 1994 first Deion Sanders game versus the Falcons where him and Andre Risen were going at it and all that stuff. So we did that this morning. So if you want to go catch that after this, um, patreon.com 40 hours rush podcast. That's where that's going to be. Um, yeah, Tommy says, thanks for the Patreon vid. Yeah. I, that, that's not so fun for me. Uh, because I, it, it takes me back to my childhood, right? Like that's, that's the stuff where it is. Oh, what's up, Benji? He says, John Chapman, why so red faced? Uh, man, just getting ready for my role as a uh, Santa Claus here in a short month or so. I got to deliver all those gifts. Uh, Santa of the off season. That's what it is. Uh, glad to be with you, uh, Sergio. I love it. I love it. All right. So we're this is man. This is our our meat and potatoes episode of the week where we get into everything that is Falcons. Um, shout out to Juan Salas for all the clip help. Um, he's going through and he's listening and chopping up Falcons. Uh, press conferences as well as the 49ers. So we're going to hear, hear from a myriad of different players, coaches on both sides and dive in. And of course, we finish with our bets of the week and predictions on this game and what's going to happen. And and I feel like I I feel like I there's a much better pulse in prediction on this game than there was last week. Last week was just man, you, you didn't really have the I don't I don't know. 
understanding of where that game was going to go. You, you just really couldn't touch it. And it kind of went the way that a lot of people thought versus Seattle, and it didn't go well. Um, and so it's, 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 it's what it is. Um, so this game, however, let's talk about the Falcons. They're six and seven, which tells a story in and of itself it means they're middle of the road. And that's kind of where they fit in the playoff picture. Currently in the NFC West, the 49ers have a solid handle on the number six seed. Remember this year, top seven seeds get in, um, their game up on what is it? One, two, three, four, five. Six and seven teams, and the Falcons are one of those. Currently 10th in playoff seedings. Now, the good news is the 49ers currently have tiebreakers over the Vikings and the Eagles. Um, they do not play Washington or the Saints, but we do play the Falcons this week, and that's why I say that this game is the most important left on the roster because if you win today, not only do you still have a solid one-plus game up on that kind of cluster of teams fighting and scrapping their way in, but you would hold tiebreakers over three of those five teams which you know again we'll talk vegas a little bit later on but if you were to put ten dollars that the bet on my bookie currently if the 49ers make the playoffs if you put ten dollars down and the 49ers make the playoffs you only win two bet so vegas and the odds makers 100 they're, they're behind the 49ers making this that, that's that's just where they are so the falcons right let's, let's jump back to them they're not good. Now, they have six wins, which isn't awful. One behind us. They have not won against one winning team. And every single game that they have won has been within one score. Listen to this. These are their wins in order of the season throughout. These are all their wins. Beat the Giants by three. Terrible team. Beat the Jets by seven. Terrible team. Beat the Dolphins by two. They're surging. They started off poor, but they're, they're doing really well right now. Saints by two. Jags by seven. Panthers by eight. Again, not one of those teams has a winning record. Now listen to their losses. <laughs> a little bit different. Lost to the Eagles by 26. Bucks, 23. They lost to Washington by four. Probably their closest good loss, if that makes sense. Panthers by six. Cowboys by 40. Pats by 25. Bucks by 13. So every win, losing team, by one possession. Losses blowouts by good and decent teams um so that's kind of and if you look at just the point differential which doesn't really tell you much but it's interesting they're the second worst in the nfc they have a negative 108 point differential so like that's not good <laughs> so while on the the surface it looks like the 49ers and the falcons are close the 49ers are a plus 28 point differential in the season the Falcons are minus 108. So it, they're not yet. The record is in, an indicator, but it's way worse than that. Now, their last week result, probably one of the best games of their of the year for the Falcons. They won. They beat the Panthers, but it was with Cam Newton getting benched. They had three offensive turnovers. Um, the reason why they won were a few things. One, they ran the ball like crazy. 30-plus rush attempts. They went 7-for-14 on third downs and 2-for-2 two two on fourth downs. And had a pick six and barely won against a bad team. So, they, every team in the NFL matters in the fact that, hey, any given Sunday, something crazy could happen. It was very difficult. Usually, the more you dive into a team and you watch their film and you go through like all these different box scores and you kind of see what they're good at, their personnel, you start to respect an opponent more and more. The Falcons are the exact opposite. 
And the more and more time I spent with them, the less I liked them. I, I, I was really, really big, and I hate what they did with the draft. I thought they should have just punted and completely rebuild everything. You got Matt Ryan, who's playing well, but I kept saying my, my kind of phrase that I used with the Falcons during the draft coverage all year was they're a rebuilding team. They just didn't know it. And I think this year has kind of testified to that. And they could have cashed in big. Now, they got Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts is good. Very, very good, in fact. But golly, man, they could have got Justin Fields. They could have done something. Could have got Mac Jones, if that's your thing, whatever. They, they had lots of options. The tight end ain't going to do it. Now, injuries. They're not very injury-riddled team. That's not who they are. They only have one player declared out this week. Um... Eric Harris and Dante Fowler is questionable. He's their team leader in sacks with 4.5. Uh, that's as many sacks he has. Fowler's not a good player. They overpaid. Has not lived up to it at all. He's questionable with a calf injury. Now, probably their biggest injury, it's not even an injury, um, Calvin Ridley, their offensive all-world wide receiver, just hasn't played. Mental health issues, not trying to belittle that at all with what he's going through, but he hasn't been out there. So you go from Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley to Russell Gage and Kyle Pitts. It's a big drop-off. It's a big drop-off. And Pitts is incredible, not trying to whatever, but he's not at Julio point. He's not at Calvin Ridley point. That's just not where they are. Now, us, ah, eh, not, not, not as good. Definitely not as good. Elijah Mitchell, he is out. There was hope that he was going to be able to play. Um, but, you know, Kyle Shade had kind of talked about how it's not so much the concussion. He just had some knee soreness, and they didn't want to rush him back. So it's going to be the Jeff Wilson show. It's going to be the Debo show with a little bit sprinkled in of Hasty and Juszczyk. Uh Drake Greenlaw's out. Maurice Hurst is out. Doubtful disease. Now, my whole thing this week was, gosh, I wanted two out of three talking about Greenlaw, Aziz, and Elijah Mitchell. And we might go over three, which which is scary. Now, the good news is this isn't an offense that's going to scare you. We'll go through all the numbers and ranks. But golly, man, you got to get your players back at some point, and they're just hanging on there. Questionable. DJ Jones, that one hurts as bad as any. Ambry Thomas and Jaquaski Tart is also questionable. Now, I do think those guys will play. Ambry Thomas, maybe not. But I think DJ Jones and Tart will. Now, the history of this matchup, which, again, on Patreon, we dove in big time. That was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I really, really did enjoy that. The Falcons have won the last two, but if you look at the overall series, and again, we used to be in the NFC West with them. A lot of people don't remember that. It was all the way up until 2001. We were playing the Falcons twice a year. Now, we dominated this matchup. We're up 47-32 to 32 in one tie. All time, the 49ers lead the series. And I, I get it. Whenever we look at this matchup, a lot of people are going to be very, very quick to go back to that 2019 game where the 49ers almost won the Super Bowl, but we lost to the Falcons, who were not a good team. Well, listen to Fred Warner, captain of the defense, talk about that game. Um, I, that's funny. I did, I did think about that earlier, but uh, you know, this is a whole new, this is a whole new team on both sides. You know, whole new team for us, whole new team for them. Uh, you know, sim obviously they're coming into our place again. We got to make sure that we're. I mean, they're they're having a, a pretty good year. I feel like, you know, they're, they're still winning games and, um, you know, they're kind of where we're at and we just got to make sure we come out and we're on top of it, you know, cause it's going to be a battle out there. These are not the same teams. The 49ers are completely different. The Falcons even more so. 
Um, again, I, I talked about Julio's not there, Calvin's not there, and man, defensively, if you remember, Grady Jarrett dominated that game, dominated that game, and he has just not been the same player. He's got one sack this year. It's different now. Now, I mean, coaching staff, coordinators, everything's different. Their head coach is Arthur Smith, which is a pretty fun guy to kind of dive into. You know, I did the whole Wikipedia deep dive and, you know, playing with some connection, coaching connections and things like that. He's he's interesting, you know. He's the son of the FedEx founder and CEO, Frederick W. Smith, so that's a different thing. He's got nine brothers and sisters, which is interesting. Um, and he kind of worked his way up from, quote-unquote, the bottom. He was a quality control coach for the Titans all the way back 2011. Did that for four years before he became a position coach, tight ends in 2015. OC 2019 had two good years there. Very heavily relied on Derrick Henry. And then, sure enough, uh, became the head coach of the Falcons this year. And, and deservedly so. The NFL coaching carousel is not a how do you, meritocracy. It's not, right? We have Shanahan's, we got Gruden's, we've got, you know, all these people with, you know, Buddy Ryan's kids and all this stuff. Like, you got to know the the ends. This is a guy who's coached his way up. He really, really has. Now, here's our head coach, Kyle Shanahan, talking about Arthur Smith and his style. Know him from phone conversations, and we've got a bunch of mutual friends, you know, working in Washington, you know, where his dad was uh, part owner there, and then just, you know, having friends who worked with him at Tennessee. And I've talked to him a number of times on the phone, but a lot of respect for him. Does some things similar and um, like how he does his stuff. His offense. What do you kind of appreciate of, uh, as far as what his thumbprint is on, on his offense? Uh, you can tell he believes in the run game, the style that they do it with. Um, just coming from Tennessee, you know, I think that I think there's some similar similarities. You know, the, you know, he replaced Lafleur. Um, Lafleur left to Green Bay. Um, you know, just being there with the line coach we had in Atlanta too, and watching the style of runs they do, some of the play actions they do, and things like that. And, and so, like, they're very similar to the idea that the 49ers want to win games with. You want to run the ball like crazy and all those things. That's who Arthur Smith is. Control the ball on defense. He wants to get pressure, but they're not there. They do not have the personnel on defense. They really, really don't. So, with that, let's transition. Let's go to their defense, okay? Their defensive coordinator, I think probably the best coach on their staff, Dean Pease. Um... 13 years as a defensive coordinator, very seasoned vet, best coach on the staff, six years as Ravens defensive coordinator. He was the DC there when they beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Four years as the Pats defensive coordinator, won a Super Bowl there against the Eagles. Uh, cheated like crazy. That's when, if, if you don't remember, again, if you don't pay attention to the other NFL storylines back in the day, the Eagles came out and ran a trick play out of a crazy formation, everything, and as... The Eagles got into their formation. You see the Patriots calling the play out. Uh, that's when Spygate, I don't really care about the deflating the balls thing or whatever else. Don't care about that. This is when Spygate got completely blown up because, sure enough, the Patriots were filming the Eagles' practices uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. So whenever the Eagles brought out their kind of trick play and trick formation, Patriots knew 100% where the ball was going. You can watch it. I mean, it's it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. So, hell of a coach. Incredible. Damn cheater, right? That's, let's be real. Let's be real. Um, two years as the Titans DC, and he is a he, he's a top five DC in the NFL. There's no question about it. He's a hell of a guy. Um, 
to put his players in a position to be successful. Coached under Belichick, coached under Harbaugh. In college, he coached at Michigan State under Nick Saban. So, like, he's got the pedigree, he's got the connections, and I would say you watch this team play, personnel is found wanting for sure. They don't have it yet on the defensive side. But he puts his people in a very, very positive um, position. Tommy, appreciate the gift, my friend. He says, I hope they don't overlook this game. This is a must-win. I'm with you. This is for sure a must-win. We have four games left. This would be number one, Rams game number two, which we're going to be there. If you haven't got your tickets, 49ers Rush Road Trip. Come on, baby. Go get those tickets. We will be there the whole time. Details on the screen. Um, that LA game is going to be incredible. Uh, still tickets available, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We got the party Saturday night at the beach at Baja Sharkies on Hermosa Beach. going to be awesome. And we got your tailgate set up. We got two options for you. The day of the game, going to be incredible. Meet up with the faithful. We're giving away so much stuff. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. That is there for you. Now, listen to uh, Chinline himself, a uh, jawline, I should say, uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Garoppolo on his thoughts on Atlanta. Very good tackling team. Uh, I think it starts there. The front's pretty talented. You know, a couple guys who could uh, pass rush pretty well and also play the run. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're solid across the board. You know, really, uh, I don't know. They're in a good spot right now, it seems like. It, they do tackle well. Um, their linebackers miss some tackles. Their undersized, kind of hyper-athletic, undersized li linebackers that flash all over the place. Undersized, so they do miss some tackles. But very good. Deion Jones, a hell of a player out of LSU. Um Let's see here. Oh, Kali, what's up, man? Um, went and saw, uh, no spoilers, absolutely no spoilers. I'm not a spoiler guy. Went and saw Spider-Man, had a great time with the wife. Uh, I put it up on uh, <laughs> Twitter. Uh, my first date with my wife um, was to the original Spider-Man movie. It was uh, May 14, 2002, back in the day, 19 years ago. And so we left our kids at home. This is awesome. It's terrible. We left our kids at home to go watch Spider-Man, just my wife and I, which is awesome. <laughs> we had a really good time. It was a good time. Um, so 19 years, you know, bookended by Spider-Man movies. And it was incredible. If, if, if Go see it. That's all I'll say. Uh, definitely no spoilers. But thanks, Kali, for uh, bringing that up. A uh, lot of very positive support uh, on the marriage front from Twitter. <laughs> and, and the wifey, she's coming out to the L.A. road trip as well. She's going to be there helping out and throwing a party. So if you want to meet the Chapmans and kind of, you know, our craziness, uh, come out. Have a good time with us. Get to know us. Uh, now, let's jump back into what it is. This is this is the difficult part. What do the Falcons offense do well? Or sorry, Falcons defense do well? Eh, the answer is nothing. Through 30-plus categories that I go through every week, they only have one that's a top 10 ranking, and that's fourth down stops, which is 43%. Uh, they beat out the number 10 team by less than half of a percent. That's it. Nothing else that they do is top 10. Listen to the weaknesses. And again, this is out of 32 teams now. And we, we do this every week. And so I hope... Like, it kind of catalogs a little bit in the back of your mind if you watch us all the time. And if you don't, come on, man. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, 
you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. But what I, I think it does is it helps... Paint a picture of, okay, man, these teams are up here. These teams are down here. And you can kind of remember, man, I don't remember teams having this many bad rankings. Well, this is the Falcons. Here we go. I'm going to go quick. Dead last in the NFL, 32nd, in sacks. Okay? They only have 16 sacks as a team. Bosa has 14 by himself. 31st in quarterback hits. They don't get to the quarterback. They just do not do it. And their best pass rusher is injured. He's questionable to play. I think he will play. But I don't think he's going to make that much of a difference. 30th in passing touchdowns. 29th in defensive DVOA. Um, only the Jets and Lions are worse. 28th in points. 28th red zone touchdowns. 28th in penalties. They get a lot of mistakes. 26th um, in first downs. 24th total yards. 24th yards per pass. 23rd rush yards. 21st rushing attempts. You can run the ball on this team. 21st pass yards. 21st turnovers. Like... They're not good. <laughs> Usually I try not to count the 10 to 20 categories because those are like middle burgers, right? I want the extremes to help understand what they're good at and what they're bad at. They're bad at everything. That's just what it is. Um, blitzes, their tendencies, they're right in the middle. They have a 25% blitz rate, which literally puts them right smack in the middle. The one thing that I can say by watching their film, and again, if you want to see some clips of their film and stuff, Patreon's a place for that. Uh, we put a whole bunch of their most successful offense and defensive plays up over there this morning, so go check that out. But what they do a lot on the defensive side is, man, they twist, they stunt, they loop, they do a lot of stuff, which the 49ers continue to do more of that as well on the defensive side. Who better to talk to than Lakin Tomlinson, who still has not given up a sack this year, talking about what the job of the 49ers offensive line is with all these stunts and loops from their D-line. Like the, uh, the Falcons, they do a lot of stuff defensively where they're moving around and trying to create confusion, right? Mm -hmm. so, so how important is it for you guys? How on point do you guys have to be 
just to know your assignments and your protections? Oh, we're going to be extremely on point. Um, but, you know, we have faith in Alex that he's going to be able to make the right calls and get everybody in, in the right uh, positions to do our jobs. Alex, and I love this. Uh, Tommy says the left side of our offensive line is stellar. You're exactly right. Trent Williams, best in the business, no doubt about it. Lakin, zero sacks this year. Alex Mack has done a pretty good job. Um, his best football has been recently, so that's good. Um, and you kind of got to take care of that. Jared, what's up from Facebook? He says, basically, the 49ers should win this game and look good doing it. That's what they should do. It's not the first time the 49ers have been in a should do situation. Literally, just be yourself. You win this game. Don't do that. You know, special teams has two turnovers. Jimmy Garoppolo has two plus turnovers. Things like that. Get that out. You cut out the negatives. You win this game. The only opportunity that the Falcons have to come away with a victory in this is if the 49ers shoot themselves in the foot. Be who you are and don't let them stop you from doing their craziness. Now, they do have a couple players that I like. Grady Jarrett, who I brought up earlier. It's interesting. You know, the Falcons traded away Julio Jones because their salary cap was just a mess. And they basically had to trade one of these two players, Julio Jones or Grady Jarrett. They chose to send... Julio Jones and keep Grady Jarrett. He hasn't been great this year. One sack, three tackles for loss, 11 quarterbacks hits. Um, you know, he's the one that single-handedly shut down our defense in 2019. Well, we have a different center now. It's not the same player. And so we'll have to see what this is. That's going to be one of the matchups I want to pay attention to. Where is Grady Jarrett? He moves on the defensive line. And can we control him? Uh, my guess is they're going to put him over Brunskill considerably. And so that's going to be one of the key matchups of the game. Brunskill. Versus Grady Jarrett. Corner player, A.J. Terrell. I freaking love that dude coming out of Clemson. I was really, really high on him. Now, he's a boom or bust gamble corner, and they're fine with that. Dean Pease is fine with that. Again, think back to the Patriots and what they do. He's got three. He's allowed three touchdowns, but he has two interceptions and nine pass breakups. He's only allowed a 55% quarterback rating and 44% of passes um, caught. Is he going to shadow Ayuk when Debo's out there? Does he move over there? That's going to be one of the things we got to watch. Now, um, I, I'll, I'll say this. Tommy says Julio Jones is greater than D-Hop. I don't know about recently. Career-wise, 100%. There's no doubt about that. Um, we'll have to see what Julio looks like if he ever does get healthy again. I don't know. Um, I, I would like to see it on this team. Probably not next week when the 49ers travel all the way to Nashville in a short week. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what that is. All right, here we go. Let's jump the other side. Let's talk about this Falcons offense. Now, their offensive coordinator and play caller and all that stuff, it's the head coach, Arthur Smith. But the offensive coordinator is Dave Ragone. First year as an offensive coordinator. Um, this probably isn't a positive. He's been the Bears quarterback coach for the last five years. He has worked with the likes of Mitch Trubisky, Glennon, Matt Barkley, Jay Cutler, Brian Hoyer. None of them fared well under his tenure. But again, the Bears are the Bears. Again, what is this offense good at? Nothing. <laughs> One more thing in the top 10, and it's only nine. Fumbles lost. That's it. That's their only top 10 category in a positive way. Weaknesses? Oh, my gosh. Worse than their offense. 32nd and allowing quarterback hits. They're the worst at hitting the quarterback. They're the worst at protecting their own quarterback. 
The next team, so they've allowed, the Falcons' offense has allowed 72 quarterback hits. To put that into perspective, the Colts are next to dead last, 31st, with 61. Way over 10% worse than the second-to-last team. And on top of that, here we go. Y'all ready for the gun show? Listen to Nick Bosa talk about he's coming off his best practice he's ever had. Yikes. Yeah, I definitely do. I think I'm still getting better as we go. Um, I think today was my best practice so far. So, um, I kind of expected it uh, with what I was dealing with with the knee. Um, and uh, I'm just glad I was able to um, just manage it the right way. And then now it's on the on the right track. And so it's on his right track. He talked about later on he had the best practice of his entire career this week. Like, he is feeling very, very good. Um, that's bad news for Matt Ryan. That's very, very bad news for Matt Ryan. And like, uh, I'll play this right here. I was going to play this later, but I think it's hilarious. Listen to Matt Ryan guess and get wrong how many sacks Nick Bosa has. He's also going to talk about Fred Warner here. Uh, he's a very good player. Fred's a, a really good player, athletic. Um you know, has, has really good speed. Uh, he's physical. Uh, he's instinctive. You know, I think that's that's one of the things when, when you watch him play, he has good instinct both in the run game and the pass game. Uh, and then you mentioned both up front. I mean, really good um, edge setter for them, really good pass rusher. I think he has like 12 sacks or something like that. So um, he's, he's done a nice job. Six? 14. 14, yeah. All right. Positive thinking on my end. <laughs> yeah, two of them, I guess. But uh, yeah, he's um, he's he's a really good player, and he's improved a lot uh, since you know played against him in the past. And I uh, think he's developed into you know really physical player, really good pass rusher, very talented. So again, you know, two guys we've got to be aware of where they're at, and uh, we certainly have to uh, do a good job making sure we're communicating, getting guys on them. I mean, that's funny. How many's he got? Uh, 12, 6? Oh, 14. Okay. Uh, like, and that sucks. I, I like Matt Ryan. I, I really, really do. I I think that he's just a cool dude. I think he, he's a good dude. Unfortunately, you know, came up short in that Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan, whatever else. But, like, he's a good dude. He's going to be in for a rough game. Um, This is going to be a rough game for the Falcons offense. It just is. Because we're the best on first and second down in the NFL. And so we force teams into third and long, and the teams that have been able to beat us have very good quarterback and wide receivers and can beat us with the deep ball. They don't do that. That's not who they are. And so he's going to be relying to throw the ball like crazy on third and long without Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. We'll have to see what that looks like. Now, let's keep going through these offensive ranks. 30th in yards per rush. They're not efficient. 29th in DVOA as an offense. Only the Texans and the Lions were worse. 28th rushing touchdowns. 27th rushing yards. 26 points. 26 in interceptions. They got 14 interceptions, guys. That's a lot. 26 uh, first downs. 26 and fourth down percentage. 24 total yards. 21st turnovers. 20th passing touchdowns. 20th in yards per pass. So, how is it that they want to win this game? Put your Falcons thinking cap on. And listen to the head coach himself. This is how they want to win the game. I, I just don't see it. Well, I think it, you're, you're starting to see, uh, like I said, a lot of the, their work pay off. And there's, there's no shortcuts. 
if you want to do things the right way, it's a, it's a long, hard journey. And uh, certainly at times you want things sooner rather than later. But that's why we didn't sit there and, and panic and, and give up on the run game. We know how we want to be, how we want to play in a style. And, and, and it's a credit to, to Coach Ledford and, uh, and those, those guys up front. So they'll continue to work. I thought they played pretty, really physical. I thought they finished well yesterday. And, uh, you know, the key would be, can we go out to San Fran and do it again? They rushed for 30, they've rushed 36 times for 128 yards. Three games in a row, they've rushed for over 100 yards. That's their blueprint because when they throw the ball as much as they have to to stay in games, that they get it gets bad quick. So it's either close or it's a blowout, right? Which obviously, logically, it's going to be one of those two things. But when the game becomes a blowout, they cannot keep running the ball. And whenever they have to rely on throwing the ball with their inefficient wide receiver weapons, it gets ugly quick. Now, Thomas, what do you think of Corderell Patterson looks similar to Debo? You are exactly correct. Listen to our own teammate, our own team making that same correlation. I'd, I'd say that's safe to say, you know, uh, anytime a guy has over 500 receiving yards and rushing yards, um, that's pretty special. And, I think they, him and Debo are very similar, but I mean, I think they use him more as like a, their true running back, you know? So, um, I mean, he's, that's where the offense is going to run through is 84, runs the ball super hard, really good player. Um, we got to make sure we bring it. And so like, it's not just, like everybody makes that comment and you li listen to these stats, right? 504, 547 rushing yards for Patterson, five touchdowns rushing. 519 passing yard, receiving yards, and five touchdowns. Like, the dude's great. He's got 10 touchdowns. Now, he's, I don't know, several hundred yards, about six, 700 yards behind Debo uh, all-purpose, but their offense is just not successful. So, they're similar to Debo, but they're not similar. He's way bigger. Um, he's much more of a straight-line kind of speed guy. Um, he, he's j they're, not, they're similar, but they're different, right? Same, but not the same. Uh, I wish I could put that James Franco gif in there, but that's what it, like, he's very, very good. Now listen to Corderell Patterson. Listen to him talk about laying the hammer, boy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm laying the hammer this week. Got to. For somebody to lay it on me. Cause two people in Carolina got me last week, Chin and, and Thompson, so. Yeah, they both got me. I got I got to pay somebody back for that one. <laughs> and, you know, another clip in there that I don't have for you today. Uh, he talks about Debo and just paying respect and how great Debo is. You know, he was basically asked, oh, you know, people compare you to Debo. What do you think about him? And beyond respectful. Uh, his press conference was a lot of fun. I put it up on Twitter if you want to check that out, at JL underscore Chapman. And, again, uh, always props to Juan Salas, hardest man working behind the scenes, as always. Just such a good dude, uh, such a great man. Now, so they got Patterson, but they also have Kyle Pitts, who, you know, I had Pitts rated number three on my big board. If if I could redo it, I, I, I would have moved. I had Jamar Chase right behind him. I, I, I flip him right now. I had Trey Lance, too. Uh, so, like, I, I don't know. We haven't seen Trey Lance, so that one's still pending. But, yeah, it, Pitts has been great. He really, really has been. Now, listen to uh, Fred Warner talk about who he's got to go up against in blocking, which is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, you see he takes pride in his uh, locking down tight ends. So, uh, this is another week to prove that. 
talking about Bosa. So Bosa, again, because with tight ends, everybody has to chip Bosa because he's too damn dominant. He's got the second most double team or the most double team player in the NFL. You got to use a tight end or you've got to use a fullback. That, that's just what it is. So what are you going to do there? And so if you're going to keep, you know, pits in to help block against Debo, well, we'll have to see what that looks like because I don't think that's going to go the way they want it to. Now, if you look at his stats, Kyle Pitts, he's got 54 catches for 770 yards and one touchdown on the year. Very, very good numbers for a rookie tight end. Probably the most difficult producing position as a rookie is tight end. And he, he's, he's on pace for 1,000 yards for sure, which is really, really good for a rookie wide receiver slash tight end. I know he's a move guy. Uh, also, man, got to talk about this. The 49ers legend himself, Mike Davis, baby. You know, we, we, we spent a fourth-round pick on him coming out of um, South Carolina, and he just didn't pan out for us. He, he did really, really well at Carolina as the backup for Christian McCaffrey. Now he's over there. He's, he's all right. He's got 382 yards, two rushing touchdowns, but only 3.4 yards per carry. Like, he's not very efficient. Um, most of his work has been in the passing game. Two, uh, 39 catches for 239 yards. That's one thing I'm kind of scared of is without Dre Greenlaw and maybe not Aziz as he Aziz as he's questionable those screen games things like that's the one thing where I'm like ah I don't want to see that so we'll have to see what that looks like our D-line has kind of stepped up not kind of our D-line has really stepped up um in that area so hopefully that will continue so obviously Matt Ryan we talked about him earlier 17 touchdowns 11 interceptions not ideal but he's still Matt Ryan he's still a good quarterback now let's jump into our bet of the week. And again, man, tonight, Frank, baby, it's Frank Gore's day. <laughs> Guys, huge week for football as always. But guess what? Frank Gore, baby, is entering the ring versus Deron Williams. And this is going to be an absolute blast. I mean, Frank to take, baby. How could you go wrong? And so there's so many other things. Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao. There's so much stuff. It's going to be electric. And with my bookie, this is the place to bet. So they have the best odds and prop bets for all of the boxing tournaments. And on top of that, you can double your initial deposit up to $1,000 using the promo code 49ers. 49ERS. That's double your deposit, double your funds, and double the excitement for the boxing matches and football matches if that's your thing. But right now, again, Every $10 you bet on Frank Gore, if he wins, you win 11 back. So head over there. What are you waiting for? Support Frank the Tank, baby. It's going to be a lot of fun. So don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to 1000 using our promo code, 490RS, or use the QR code on the screen. And let's go. Bet anytime, anywhere, anything, and win with my bookie. Now, a quick update. Uh, two roster changes just hit the wire. Uh, the 49ers have activated running back Brian Hill to the active roster from practice squad up. Uh, that's with Elijah Mitchell out. Uh, he'll be a special teamer and just a backup. Don't expect him to get any carries whatsoever. And also promoted safety Jared Wilson, which tells me Tart's probably not going to play. Um, so take that for what you will. It's a bummer. I wish Tart was out there. Um, we do have Huff. Uh, who's been, you know, they've been alternating series, but yeah, it's a loss. Tart's a hell of a player. We could have used him for sure, how physical he is versus Pitts. 
Um, so that that's a loss. That's a loss. Again, it's that's me inferring Tart's going to be out. He's questionable, but promoting a safety probably not a good look. We'll have to see what that looks like. All right, here we go. Vegas lines on the game. Vegas is so pro 49ers, it scares the hell out of me. Vegas is probably the most accurate of all things out there. We're favored by nine points against the Falcons. Nine points. That's a lot of points. The over-under is 46 and a half. Uh, I'm not betting any of those things. I'm staying away. That's just too damn many points. Here's my main bet of the week. I have a three-team teaser, six and a half points. Um, and again, if you want all my specific bets I'm going to do, I'm going to load those on Patreon in the morning. Um, because again, with I, I'm waiting for some more prop bets to come up. They haven't loaded all of them. There's about 46, 49ers prop bets up. But um, I want the juicy ones, man. So I'm waiting. So I'll load those up in the morning. You can just check that. And again, if you haven't, man, if you haven't bet with us, especially over on Patreon, man, we, we've hit like four home runs um, four weeks in a row. So we're, we're crushing it. I hope that continues this week. Main bet of the week is a 6.5 teaser, three team. All these three things have to happen. So what that means is you get six and a half points added onto the spread in your favor, but these three games have to go the way that we're asking them to. Taking the 49ers over the Falcons. So uh, 49ers just have to win. It's minus 2.5. So if they win by a field goal or more, the 49ers are good there. 49ers have nobody on COVID. Neither do the Falcons, so that's not affected. I'm taking the Texans over the Jaguars. Listen to this point spread. Plus 11.5 points. I, I would take the Texans outright, personally. I just don't believe in the Fal uh, the Jaguars. I know they fired you know, Urban Meyer, and that's awesome. He's a terrible human, terrible person, terrible coach. Uh, had a lot of success at the college level, but you can kind of be a megalomaniac in that thing. Uh, look at Brian Kelly, so many other people, whatever. So glad he's gone. He's just a turd. But the Texans have already beat the Jaguars by 16 points this year. Also, Davis Mills is the starting quarterback rest season. He's good. His back-to-back -back starts, he had over 300 yards passing and has a three-to-one uh, touch, touchdown ratio. Like, he's playing very, very good football. Um, now, the Jags have won two games this year, and they were only by three points each. Like, how the hell are the Jaguars going to win by 12 points against another team? I just don't see it. And then I'm also taking the Titans plus eight over the Steelers. That was a little shaky there. I just don't believe in the Steelers. Now, the Titans have one player out of COVID, their wide receiver, Des Fitzpatrick, but they have Julio Jones back and A.J. Brown back. So I think those two teams are even, so I'm going to take those points, and I just don't believe in the Steelers. They just, uh, they, I think they play close games. Whether they're up by a lot or down by a lot, it's going to be close. So an eight-point swing, I'm going to take that. So bet 10 to win 13 and a half. Check that out um, over there at my book. You use promo code 49ers. Now, let's talk about our predictions and keys to the game. What's up, Philip? I see you there, buddy. Um, the Falcons have the worst team DVOA in the NFL. Now, what's this mean, okay? If you jump into analytics and efficiency, it's basically this. How many expected points does your team get Every time your offense, defense, whatever's out there, compared to the league average, the Falcons are dead last. A 32nd. Special teams, offense, defense, everything put into guard, they're dead last. They have a negative 34.4 score. Okay, well, what the hell does that mean? The Lions, who we all know about the Lions, they're the next with the 31.7, then the Texans with the 30.3. So you're talking about there's a bigger gap between the Falcons and the Lions, then the Lions and the Texans. By the way, the 49ers on that same metric are eighth in the NFL with a plus 
So the question that, you know, whenever you get into these games, and probably one of the most common questions I get emailed, do you think this is a trap game? Do you think the 49ers will overlook them? Can the coaching staff get these players ready? Which 49ers team is going to show up? All legitimate questions, all great questions. Let's listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about that same issue and focusing at the task at hand. About uh, they know all that stuff, and you talk about the distractions of this all. Like it's it's not it's I understand the distractions, but you can get consumed thinking and talking about this, um, like everyone is. Um, add on Christmas and stuff with that coming and things like that, and you just aren't as focused. Um, I talked to our team a lot today on how focused I know Atlanta will be. I'm um, getting out of their hometown, getting on a plane, coming here a little bit early. Um, which I think they are, but I, I know they'll be focused. And we got to make sure there's no excuses for us not to be. Um, and there are reasons that I would understand, but that's why you got to consciously be aware of those and make sure that doesn't distract you from doing anything different than what you normally do. You just got to stay true to who you are, okay? And so here we go. The, the, this game, for me, has Debo written all over it. This is a Debo game because he's going up against the person everybody keeps comparing him to. Why not? And again, last week, Debo had that one huge explosive play, but he didn't look right after that. He really, really did it. Now it's time. There's no Elijah Mitchell. You have to have Debo be successful. You're going to run Jeff Wilson up the middle. That's going to happen, but Debo's got to get some explosive plays. Now I'll say this. You know, I'm predicting Debo to have over 100 total yards and one touchdown minimum. How those yards are divvied up, I'd probably say 80 20, 80 rush yards, 20 receiving yards. That's kind of been what he's been on pace for. Now, the 49ers running game, I don't care. <laughs> I just want them to run the ball some. You can throw the ball against this defense with ease. And I think that we will throw the ball a little bit more often than we're used to. As long as we run the ball 22 times, even if we have three yards per carry, don't care. That's enough. Because the Falcons are not a good team. Can they win? Yes, they can. How can the Falcons win? Turnovers. The Falcons, in order to win, again, remember last week against the Panthers, they for, they were plus two in the turnover margin and had a pick six and barely won. Barely won. Against Cam Newton and PJ, they were swapping out quarterbacks they were so bad and still almost won. So for the Falcons to have any chance, they have to be plus two in the turnover margin. So, 49ers, special team, I'm looking at you, baby. Chill the hell out. <laughs> Don't put number 17 on the field, please. And if you do, let him catch the damn ball and don't fumble the kickoff return. Man, it should be Jermichael Hasty returning everything. I'm saying that right now. Now, the Falcons haven't scored over 21 points. They did one time the last five outings. Get your points, win your game. 49ers can put up some points now. They really, really can. You can't take a whole half off like they did last week. That, that ain't it. Don't do that. <laughs> don't take a whole half off. And just be consistent. The Bosa and the defensive line are going to have a day. They've been playing incredible. I really hope DJ Jones plays. He's questionable. We really, really, really need DJ Jones in there because the goal of the Falcons is to run it up the middle. Don't let them do that. Yeah, shot J. <laughs> just fair catch everything. Um, yeah, oh, mid. Yeah, just fair catch it all. If you just don't get in their way, the special teams is just average. We're going to win this game. I got the 49ers winning 31 to 20. But I'm not confident enough in that to bet the spread. Um, and the money line is just such a bad payout. So, you know, I, I, 
that's what I, I cannot see them scoring over 20 points. Now we throw a pick six or fumble on special teams. That's going to change that some. Just be who you are. The 49ers, if you want to be the playoff team that you think you are, and that I think roster and talent-wise, I think you are. You're a playoff team. Vegas believes in you, and they got money on it, right? This is a game. This is a game to go out and show. You win this game, you're in the playoffs, period. Because if you win this game and go 2-2 two and two down the stretch, you're in the playoffs. You lose this game and go 2-2, two and two, you might not be. Because the tiebreakers and the conferences and all that stuff. You win this game, you go 2-2 two and two down the stretch, you're in. Lose this game, and you might have to win three in a row. And that's not a position you want to be in. Especially with a short week coming up next week. Anyway, you guys are the best. Um, I'm nobody you need to know. Thank you for the gift before we jump out of here. Uh, prediction, how many catches and yards for Kittle? I do not expect... Dean Pease comes from the Belichick tree where you take away their best thing. That's why I'm such so big on Debo having such a game. Now, you look last week, they tried to take away Kittle as well. That didn't work out. But my guess is a, a little bit more return to the mean, uh, the mean, right? The average for Kittle. I'd probably say six catches for 72 yards. Uh, that's where I would put him at. So I, I don't think the Herculean effort and stats that we've been seeing from Kittle. I don't think that that's this game because they're going to focus all their attention on Kittle. That's Dean P's MO. Um, so I think he still has a great game, but I don't think he's all world this week. And so that's why I'm, I'm focusing a lot more on Debo and what that's going to happen. But um, I love it, man. Appreciate all the support. We'll be live right after the game. Win, lose, or draw, whether it's therapy or celebration, we're going to be here from you. And if you want some more content on the Falcons, head over to Patreon. Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Enjoy this, guys. Frank tonight, 49ers tomorrow. What a great freaking weekend. Thank you guys for all the support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.